Bless them, bless them, Lord. And we give you thanks. We give you praise. And everybody said in Jesus' name. You may be seated. So I came across this, uh, or just thought of this topic of uh, uh, putting the gospel into practice. You know, how do we put the gospel? Anybody knows what gospel means? Good news. We have good news to bring. And that is why we sing. What was that song? The good old gospel ship. That was Brother Cawtharp's, one of his favorite songs was uh, the good old gospel ship. I think they sung that at his funeral, didn't they? That was his number one favorite. So, Anyway, uh, we have good news to bring. That is, the gospel is good news. It's great news. We think that we could be delivered from sin and destruction and be in right standing with God, be justified. And just be able to stand into his presence. Not only be in his presence, but we get to be part of his family. We're adopted into his family. We're brought in. And we are children of God. Now, this is always hard to comprehend of who we are. Sometimes we've got to ask ourselves, how much value do we have? How valuable are you? Well, you're valuable enough that Jesus would die for you, right? His blood purchased you, and so you're, you're, you got a lot of value. You got a lot of worth. And a lot of times uh, in life, we get feeling like we're not worthy, right? And, and it keeps us down, okay? It makes us sometimes depressed because we know our faults, right? We know our shortcomings, and it can get us down. And we just think, man, we're like, we're like a worm, right? Just, uh, I think one of the writers, maybe it was Jeremiah, said you know, we're like a worm. You know, that's because he felt so bad because he was persecuted so much. And, um, you know, that really gets you down. Uh, but we do have the ability to try to get ourselves picked back up. No matter what our circumstances are, uh, sometimes we just got to, uh, just rise up and face it. Hey, we're we're a child of God. Okay, we have value. We have worth. I don't believe any of us come into this church by accident. God placed each and every one of us in here for a reason, for a purpose. Okay, we can be fed individually. We can be fed. We can receive. But we're placed here for another reason, and that is that we can give. Right, give of ourselves. Uh, each one here has a ministry. Uh, to minister in this church, to minister to the body. Every part of our body has a purpose and has a reason. It's to support the rest of the body. And uh, we have that. You know, each one has that. And uh, sometimes, though, what happens, life can get us down, right? Things happen, you know, to, to knock us down, and it's hard to get back up again because you start thinking, wow, you know, I really messed that up. You know, I'm not doing anything like that again, and it just gets us down. And we, we have fear or whatever to rise back up again because we have this failure. And um, I would like to say that everybody fails. Okay, there's always failure. You just got to get back up again. Okay, you got to get back on that horse again when you get knocked off. You know, you got to keep going after it. And because we all experience it at, at one form or another, and we don't want the devil to take advantage of us because that's what he does. 
you, know, you fall off or you mess up, you know, he's jumping up on your shoulder. Wow, you really blew that. You're not a Christian. You're not really a child of God. You really don't have faith. Who do you think you are? And he has that type of voice. And that's to drag us back down. You know, when, when saying that, um, what can the devil really do to you? You just ever stop and think that? Think about it. What can he do to you? Or what does he do to you? I mean, does he uh, come at you with a pitchfork? Does he take one of his pointed ears and jab you with it? You know, does he whip you with that pointed tail? Um, now in reality, it just seems like the only thing he can do is mess with your mind. Right? He's pretty good at it. He's pretty good at it. That's what he did with Eve. That's what he tried to do with Jesus, but Jesus stopped it. But he did that with Eve. You know, he deceived her, messed with her mind. Um, the reason why God doesn't want you to eat of this fruit, because you're going to be like him. Right? You're going to rise up and be God. So she was tempted with something that was pleasing to her. Right? It was good for food. It was pleasant to the eyes. It was going to make one wise. So she partook of it. And that's how the devil works on us, is that he offers something out there that looks pretty good. And, uh, you know, we can partake of that, but that's not what's going to bring about godliness. And um, so we've got to learn, you know, we learn his tricks. But basically, um, the way I see it anyway, uh, the biggest devil i got to conquer is the one I see in the mirror every day. If I can conquer that one, <laughs> the other one would be a whole lot easier. But if I can't conquer the one in the mirror, then the other one's going to be pretty hard to conquer too. But conquering this old flesh, the will of the flesh, is what's hard. And the devil works on that flesh. He brings those temptations about because he knows what pleases the flesh. And then, he, then we get drawn away from God to follow after those things. So... Um, in reading this, I'm reading First, uh, Second Timothy, rather, one six through seven, and here it says, uh, and I just remember the old King James version. It says, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that uh, you present yourself a living." Now, wait a minute. I'm reading Romans. That's my next scripture. Um, so this is Second Timothy. Uh, he says, "For this reason, I mind you to fan into the flame the gift of God, and fan that flame." God put his spirit into you, and a lot of times the spirit is represented as the flame. Now, on the day of Pentecost, you know, there was cloven tongues of fire that sat upon each and every one of them as they were filled with the Holy Ghost. So uh, sometimes the Holy Ghost, the, the flame that God put inside of us, can start to go out. But we got to stir up that gift. We got to fan the flame. Okay, got to make it bigger again. And. Um, and Paul was telling Timothy, you know, you got to fan that flame, which you received by the laying on of my hands, right? He received the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. When, when Paul prayed for him, the Holy Ghost came on him, and he, and he received it. But there's times that it can, you know, start losing that fire, start losing that enthusiasm about God's Spirit. And so we got we got to rise it, we got to raise it back up again. That's up to us, okay? Uh, it, it's still there, okay? It's in each and every one of us. We don't want it to get cold and dry and, and soft and burn out. So we've got to fan that flame. Now it says, for God did not give us the spirit of what? 
fear, but of power and love and sound mind, which is self-control. Um, that's an interesting word. It gets translated a lot of different ways. It, it, and um, one, one way is self-discipline, sound mind. Um, you know, th- those are just different, different ways the word can be translated. But it all means, comes about the same. You know, you really can't have sound mind unless you have some type of control, right? If not, you're getting bounced around all over the place. Uh, but sound mind. Um, I do my best to operate with a sound mind. <laughs> it's difficult. Okay, it's definitely challenging. But we try to. You know, you try to have that self-control, which we talked about Sunday. But he's given us the spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. That's what God has put inside of us. It's there. And we still have that fleshly nature, though. That, you know, so we kind of go the direction, uh, the one that we yield ourselves to. If we yield ourselves to the spirit, we'll follow the things of the spirit. But many times uh, we let the flesh take advantage of us. And uh, we'll follow the will of the flesh. Again, following the will of flesh is easy because that's what the flesh wants. Okay, so it's easy. Um, of course, the outcome, the end, the end of it all, it isn't too good. Okay, it becomes harder. But when we follow after God, uh, basically it, it's, it's the disciplines of, of following after the Spirit. It's, it's controlling ourselves to follow after the Spirit. Um, and that's not, um, generally it's not as easy to do as following after the flesh. But this is what God says. Okay, he's given us that power to do it, though. He's given us the power. Um, next scripture is um, in Romans. It was, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. This is Romans 12, 1 through 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourselves a living sacrifice wholly acceptable to God which is your reasonable service or here it's a spiritual worship okay this is our our service we present ourselves to God present your bodies as this living sacrifice okay as we're alive and we're presenting ourselves as a sacrifice um, to God we're sacrificing what we want to do to do what the spirit wants to do um, we want to present ourselves holy, acceptable unto God. This is our reasonable. It's reasonable. Um, Jesus gave it all for us. And, you know, he put life inside of us. He put his spirit inside of us. And we have to rein in the will of the flesh. This, this is kind of a, it's, it's the sacrifice. We sacrifice what we want to do what God wants. But when we do that, the Bible says that um, we ha- when we follow after the Spirit, we develop this fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, faith, temperance, and so forth. Okay, this is the fruit. This is what naturally should come uh, from this. And um, so when you think about fruit, uh, we think about sowing. Okay, you sow, which we talk about this a lot, but the principles of, of the harvest, principle of the harvest, you will reap what you sow. You'll reap in season. Okay, just because you sow today don't mean you reap tomorrow, but you will reap in, in the right season. 
And the other one was that you always reap more than you sow. Okay, so you'll reap what you sow, you'll reap in season, and you'll reap more than you sow. So we want to have, hopefully we all want to have, we want to have uh, love in our hearts, okay? We want to have joy, right? Everybody with me? You want to have some joy. You want to have the peace, right? So we have to make sure we're planting the right seeds if we're going to reap those things. If we're going to have the fruit, we've got to make sure that we're sowing to get the fruit. Um, sowing, when you think of sowing, what do you think of? I think of work. Okay, it's work. Um, nowadays, you know, they can set up in their tractors and stuff, but, you know, if you think of biblical days, that was work. Now, if you're going to sow, if you're going to cultivate the ground, if you're going to make something worthwhile, you got to get out there and work at it. Um, you know, then you can bring forth the fruit. You didn't have to work too hard to bring out crabgrass, right? If you want to be crabby, don't do anything because crabby just naturally grows. <laughs> But if you want joy, you got to plant joy. If you want peace, you got to plant peace. Um, you know, it's work. If you want gentleness, you have to plant that. Um, and then in the, the next verse, verse 2 of Romans 12, and it says, Be not conformed or made like to this world, but be ye transformed, again, by the renewing of your mind that you may uh, test that you may discern what is the will of God, what is that good, acceptable, perfect will of God. The good, acceptable, perfect will of God. But it says, don't be like the world. Okay? Don't be made like the world. The way the world thinks, the way the world acts. Uh, we don't want to be that. We want to be transformed by the re renewing of our mind. And um, I believe... I believe uh, I believe this is a daily thing uh, that we uh, that we do. Uh, you know, when you first come to Christ, you have that initial step towards Christ. Okay? You have that awakening moment, uh, you know, where you recognize Christ, and then He fills you with His Spirit. You know, you have this, you have that joy, right? You guys remember the time when you first realized, hey, you know, Jesus is God, and He filled you with Your Spirit. You remember that? You know, it's just hard to forget. And, and we just keep pursuing after that. Even though we have hard times in life, we, we still remember that, hey, God filled me with his spirit. Okay, that, that, that set me on the right path. And, um, and, and, and now it can continually to keep happening. That transformation keeps happening. Okay, we're, we're, we're being changed daily or we die daily, right? So that we can be made alive in Christ. We die out to the, the self-will to do the will of Christ. Okay, it's a transformation that has to take place. Um, we do that by continually renewing our minds. Okay, trying to keep our minds. Now, in Philippians it says, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Whatsoever things that are good, whatsoever things that are what lovely, whatsoever things that are, I don't remember exactly how it goes, but uh, it said to think on these things. Uh, I think it's, Philippians 4 and 8, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but think on these things. You know, it's renewing your mind. It's controlling your mind where, hey, I'm not letting my mind drift off in places it shouldn't go. Right? I'm going to guard it. Guard your mind. 
And let me tell you something. It's really getting hard to guard your mind. Right? There's so much junk out there. You know, and especially with the internet. I mean, Facebook. I mean, there's this garbage upon garbage upon garbage. You know, you got, you got your Netflix, Amazon Prime. You got all this stuff out there that wants to pull you in. And, and, and the flesh wants to go that direction, right? The flesh wants to go that direction. It likes to be entertained. Um, but we got to control it. Now, I'm not up here to tell you what to watch and what not to watch, okay? I, I think we're at this point in our Christian walk that, you know, you just got to pray through and submit to Christ, right? <laughs> because uh, it used to be years ago, and I got in churches that was just that don't watch TV, you know? You don't have your house right and we didn't have a tv in our house um you know you just don't watch tv but man you got your phones you got <laughs> you got everything out there you know no matter where you go where you look uh it's there so we have to have enough christ in us to make those uh changes and uh, you know and that's that's not easy but it's renewing but what are we thinking about how do, how do we do that? How do, how do we do that? If we're going to have a transformation, you know, how do we get moving in that direction? And I've been thinking a lot about this of, um, you know, uh, Sunday we talked about the five-year plan, and and um, and then I start trying to break that down. You know, what's, what's different right now from five years ago? I can look back five years ago. Have have I grown any? Have I made any changes? You know, is my life any different? Is it moving in the right direction? You know, and then I start looking in the future. Five years from now, where's it going to be at? You know, may break it down even a month from now or a year from now. What kind of changes do I need to make? And I've been really trying to focus on that of making positive change. What is my attitude going to be like? Right? Am I going to have the joy? If I, am I going to have the peace? Am I going to, you know, where am I going to be at? And I think this is the challenge for us, you know, in a Christian walk, in a Christian life, is uh, how can I serve better? Okay, how can I be in better service? You know, I've had my mistakes, right? Um, and, and sometimes those mistakes get you down, as I just mentioned. And um, I want to challenge you here. Now think about this. Uh, sometimes we can compare ourselves with others. And the Bible says that's not wise. Well, you know, so-and-so, you know, they're way up here spiritually. You know, I'm not. But uh, I challenge you to compare. If you're going to compare yourself, don't compare yourself just exactly where you're at. Okay, compare it to something. Um, compare it to where you used to be. Right. So, some of us comes from bad background, right? Um, you know, none of my my mom and dad didn't graduate high school. None of my brothers or sisters graduated high school. I didn't graduate high school. You know, this was kind of the family trend, right? Um, and then, you know, a lot of my cousins were <laughs> all dropouts. You know, it was just a messed up family. I guess people would call it dysfunctional. 
I don't know what a functional family is, but uh, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of dysfunctions, right? There's there's problems in life, right? There's just these problems, and so you, you, here I come to Christ, you know, just a messed up kid, uh, 20 years old, um, made a pretty big mess so far in life, you know. So then you get this revelation, you know, you come to Christ, things start to to change. And somewhere along the line, I'm not for sure exactly what happened. Um, you know, I've tried a lot of different things, and I had a lot of failures um, in life. Um, basically, uh, I was working in factories, right? I just had factory jobs, and guess what happened to factory jobs? They get shipped out, right? They go to China. Um and so I kept getting laid off. So you got to go out and try to find something new. And so I tried the sales thing, and that didn't work out very well. Went broke doing that. And, and so now you start defining yourself, right? I'm just a loser, right? I, I can't succeed at that. You know, I can't, I just haven't been able to do that. And this, you know, my only lot in life is just to, you know, work almost minimum wage in a factory or something. Um but somewhere along the line in there, I, I got some type of revelation or something that, you know what, this does not have to define who I am, right? Just because I had these mess-ups and I haven't achieved what others are achieving, because it's hard, you know, especially when you see your friends, you know, like they're doing really well. Right? It seems like life is going well for them, you know. They got money, they got nice houses, um, you know, things, you know, they just seem like things are falling in place for them. And here I am, I'm in youth ministry, you know, uh, wanting to teach the word of God, wanting to preach the word of God and uh, involved with the youth, trying to help the youth. And I'm dead broke. And uh, Lord, I'm doing all this stuff. Why is the other guys get to succeed and I don't? <laughs> um, you know, that's, that's kind of stuff that goes through your mind. And so we can let that define us, but I don't know what happened. Somewhere along the line, I got this thing in there that, you know, I'm not going to let this thing define who I am. And just because others are succeeding, God bless them. God, thank you for blessing them. I'm glad they're exceeding. All right? But this is my life right here, right now. This is where I'm at. You know, I'm just going to try my best to make the best of it. Try to stay positive try to stay uh, with a positive outlook, and then I just decide I'm just going to try my best to keep learning, keep progressing. Yes, I was a high school dropout, but I don't have to let that define and limit me in life just because I dropped out, right? I can make some positive changes, and we started making positive changes, and uh, things start happening, start evolving, because of making this positive change. And it doesn't matter where you're at in, in life. When you start making those positive changes and start sowing some right seeds, things will start to happen. It's the law of the harvest. Okay? You will reap what you sow. And it will take, it'll come in a season and you're going to reap more. Um, I guess my thought today is, is the good news, the gospel, and putting it into practice, and, and it does come with this uh, self-control, and part of that is renewing your mind, okay? Um, 
I, I thought this for a lot of years that, you know, I'm never going to amount to much, right? It's just keeping that down. Now, I'm not saying I'm great or anything yet here, but I'm, I'm a lot better than what I used to be. And that's what I want to portray to you is that, uh, yeah, you may not be way over here somewhere, but thank God I'm not way back there. <laughs> okay, I'm somewhere on the journey, wherever that is. I'm on that journey, and I'm going to keep pressing and keep moving upward, keep my eyes on Christ, okay, keep looking up, try to have an attitude of Christ, and uh, I want to experience him. I want to have a, a better outlook on life, a more positive outlook. I want to have the fruit of the Spirit, the love, peace, joy, gentleness, goodness, faith. Have these things working in my life. If I don't have them, I have to stop and examine myself. Why not? Why not? Um, I don't think God's a respecter of persons. I think he wants all of his kids to have that. Yeah, he wants you to have love, joy, and peace in your hearts and in your souls. Um, and, and sometimes if we start losing it, and again, I'm not saying you are, but in case this does happen, you feel you start losing that enthusiasm for Christ, you know, you got to start fanning the flame. Yeah, you got to change it. You got to change it up. And, and, and it takes work. It takes effort. You got to strive for it. Um, and one of the things we mentioned was, and, and we hear it often, you know, having that enthusiastic praise. God, I'm going to praise you enthusiastically. I may be going through this. I may not even feel your spirit or your presence. I may feel like I'm, I'm a loser, but I'm going to praise you anyway. You know, and you start breaking through that thing. You know what? None of you are losers. Okay? None of you are losers. That's the devil speaking to your mind. Okay, you're not. Okay, Christ doesn't call you that. Right? Who's right? Christ or the devil? Right? Christ or your flesh? Right? We can lie to ourselves. Those are lies. And I had to come to grips with that. That is a lie. Okay? That is a lie. Uh, God did not create us to be a loser. Right? He created us to be involved, to be part of his kingdom. Okay? To work. Uh, to, be, to serve one another. Okay? We face failures. We face setbacks. But that doesn't have to define us. That doesn't mean it's the end, right? Okay, it's not the end. We can keep pressing forward. Okay, we can overcome it. Hey, everybody messes up. Everybody fails. You know, I got a list a mile long. And I probably have another list a year from now. Okay, it, it just happens. But I can't let that just keep me down or... Uh, we can't let that keep us down. Uh, don't let failures keep you down. You're going to have failures. And this is the, I think it's a biggie because I went through for so many years and almost being taught that, you know, it was just like, man, you're almost kicked out if you have a failure, you know? <laughs> I, you, you start wondering, wow, man, why does all these other people, so, see, we know, we know ourselves, Maybe nobody else is thinking it about us, but we know it. And then we're looking at other people, and we think, hey, they got it all together. You know, God's just really blessing them because they got it together. Uh, you know, they, who knows if they do or if they don't, but what, what, what difference does that make what somebody else says? Hey, you know, I'm messed up. I just admit it. I'm messed up, you know. 
I had a, you know, I didn't start off in something great, but you know what? We, we keep working at it. Just don't stay down. Keep pressing onward. Keep renewing your mind. Keep thinking uh, that, you know, I, I try to remember this every single day, and I even wrote it down, you know, who, you, who are you going to be today, right? Who are you going to be today? I ask myself that question, who do you want to be today? Well, first of all, I'm a child of God today, right? You sell, tell, look in the mirror and tell yourself, I am a child of God today. I am bought with a price. I have value. I have worth today. You know, it's hard, it's hard to give away yourselves to help somebody else if you don't think you have value or to serve somebody else when you don't have value. Listen, you got value, and God placed you here in this church because you have value to this church. You add value to this local assembly right here. Every single one of us have that value. Don't, let, don't listen to the lies of the devil because he will come around and he will tell you that you're not worthy, that you don't have value, you don't matter, uh, the church would be better off without you. You know, those are the lies of the devil. Okay? As he's messing with your mind. God isn't saying that. I think I'm 100% right. God is not telling you that. If God tells you that, you know, you don't have, uh, if that voice is coming to you that you don't have value or worth or it doesn't matter if you're here or not, that's not God. Okay, that is not God. Uh, God loves you. He cares for you. He has blessed you with his spirit. And God has given you a gift. And um, you can develop that gift and use it for the glory of God in his kingdom and in this church. But it, it, you got to press into it a lot of times. It just sometimes it just doesn't come easy and you have setbacks I remember Les Brown he had a it was just a short book and basically the title says the whole book but <laughs> it says a, a setback is just a setup for a comeback and uh, I, I love uh, the Les Brown story because uh, you know he's one of these uh, kids that were told that he was dumb and no good he had mental problems and everything but he became an international speaker and, um, you know, just a really interesting guy to listen to. But, uh, you know, just it's one of those stories, you know, that, you know, he achieved a lot even though it just seemed like he didn't have the capabilities to do it. But he overcame a lot of things, a lot of obstacles, and he made it happen. So there's really no telling how far you can go if you're willing to put forth an effort um, keeping your mind renewed. You know, what do you think about? Okay, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. That was, I think it was that Philippians 4 and 8, Zach. Can you bring that up? I think it's 4 and 8, but not mistaken. It might be 4 and 6. I'm pretty sure it's the fourth chapter of Philippians. Then if it's not the fourth, then it would be the third. If it's not the third, then it might be the second. But pretty sure it's the fourth. Is it four and eight? Okay, four and eight. What, can you read it? There it is. Finally, brothers. See, this doesn't count for the sisters here. So it's just the four of us. But finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about 
these things. You know, getting your mind on those things. You know, gearing it. And then that's what's going to start coming out. Um, Whatever's on the inside, eventually that's what's going to come out. So we've got to make sure that we're planting really good seed in our minds. We call them, some call them seed thoughts. You know, controlling what you're thinking about. Okay, because that's going to move you forward. Of course, you've got to put it in action. But it starts with those seed thoughts, planting those good thoughts in your mind. That's why it's so important to read the Word of God and to study it and to pray and to be in church, you know, because it helps guard our minds and keep our minds going in the right direction. Um, and that's towards Christ. So I guess the, the uh, putting the gospel into practice is that, um, what well, I guess the main thought I want to leave you here with today is to keep pressing onward okay don't give up realize who you are okay realize who you are and tell yourself who you are i am a child of god okay i have value i have worth and uh i can serve with excellence and that's what i'm striving for myself Uh, that's my word for this year is excellence striving for excellence and it's just uh there's just something to it I mean, there's just something to it when you work towards excellence and doing your very best. And uh, so I want to encourage you, do your best, whatever it is. Whatever God's called you to do, do your best. You can make a difference. Amen.